teachings of the Ascended Masters have been called the path above the path. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. Well, greetings, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. You are tuned to The Open Door, the Internet voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Ross Brunson. Today, our focus is twofold, Mm -hmm. the seven major chakras and the seven sacred rays. Let's begin with the chakras, Tom. You know, the chakras have been called the coordinates of spirit. It's a network within us that forms a roadmap for exploring the full spectrum of our lives. This network extends far beyond our physical experience to encompass our emotional and spiritual worlds. No, that's right. Chakras are actually the centers in our beings for the exchange of energy from the spiritual world to our own. And each chakra is associated with a specific ray or a frequency of light, if you will. Yeah. Well, you know, all of life is energy. Mm -hmm. Some call this energy chi or ki or prana or kundalini. We are referring to them here as essentially representing the same thing, the energy that we experience as life force. You know, Tom, an energy typically doesn't stand still. Mm -hmm. It flows. Right. And when the flow is unimpeded, Mm -hmm. everything works well and in harmony. But when it's blocked, we experience fatigue health problems, emotional imbalances, lethargy. You know, that feeling of being stuck or out of sync or lost in space. You know. <laughs> Been there, done that. That's right. You know, now before we go any further, let's define our terms. Good idea. Chakra, <laughs> chakra is a word from the ancient Sanskrit language, which means wheel or disc, which is why we most often see chakras represented in a spherical fashion. Right. You know, chakras are typically depicted as lotus-like and possessing multiple petals fanning out equally in all directions. Mm-hmm. And each chakra has a different number of petals. The more petals a chakra has, the higher its frequency or vibration. If we were to begin describing the seven major chakras bottom to top, we would start with the base of the spine chakra. This is where the ancient sages tell us the kundalini or the life force is sealed. Yeah, this powerful latent energy can be unlocked through acts of love, service to life, meditation, prayer. You know, and and as this energy is unlocked, it rises along the spine, Mm -hmm. the spinal column, and it activates each chakra along the way, causing each of those wheels, in turn, to spin and each of the lotuses to blossom. You know, the light ray or color associated with this first and lowermost of the seven chakras is white. Mm -hmm. In a few short minutes, we will hear from Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the specific subject of the seven rays and the lords or chohans who rule them. For the moment, we will keep our focus on the seven major chakras. Plenty of information there. (laughs) So the base of the spine chakra, where we sit, is all about conserving energy. Mm -hmm. And before we start working on getting our kundalini or chi or ki to rise properly, we must make sure that this chakra is balanced and clear. Oh, yeah. You know, negative energies. Otherwise, we might unintentionally activate some negative energies we might be carrying around. And we don't want to do that. No. So the key is to be careful and raise the life force properly. The Ascended Masters have very clear and practical techniques for doing this correctly, beginning, of course, with our old friend, the Violet Flame, Mm -hmm. which you'll learn all about in our handy pocket guide entitled, Your Seven Energy Centers. Which you can find at the TSL Bookstore, tsl.org forward slash bookstore, along with many other practical and useful books, CDs, and DVDs for giving your chakras the right state of spin. 
and the right rate of spin. There you go. Yeah. Now, directly above the base of the spine chakra is the seat of the soul chakra, located about midway between the navel and the base of the spine. You know, if you were to fold your hands in your lap, you would be cradling your seat of the soul chakra. That's a nice comforting image, yeah. isn't it? I like that, cradling your soul. I know. I've always liked that image, too. The color associated with the seat of the soul chakra, by the way, is violet. And the typical qualities of this chakra are intuition, mercy, forgiveness, freedom, and prophecy, uh, to name a few. This is where we experience the freedom to become all that we were meant to be. This chakra is also where we make contact with our souls, receiving her impressions and her guidance. Yep. But let's continue climbing up our chakra ladder, as it were. Our next stop is the solar plexus chakra, located at the level of our navel. And in, like in martial arts, this is the center and the source of our power, our chi, and our stability. Yeah, this is where we experience peace, balance, right desire, and brotherhood. And when we're out of balance, this is where we can unfortunately feel uh -huh. anger, aggression, fear, fanaticism, among others. Yeah, and the color, or rather colors associated with this chakra are purple and gold flecked with ruby. You know, Tom, as you said just a moment ago, this is where we cultivate brotherhood, mm -hmm. inner peace, selfless service, where we can walk the middle way of balance. This is where we find our center. Yep, exactly. You know, now next up is the heart chakra. And the color is? Drum roll. Pink. <laughs> yes. And it's here that we become love in action. Exactly. The heart chakra is where we are moved to loving kindness and wise and compassionate action. Where we experience love, generosity, mm -hmm. beauty, compassion, charity, creativity. They're all there. You know, and conversely, an out-of-balance heart chakra can result in feelings of dislike, selfishness, self-pity, human sympathy, even hatred. I could. Uh, you know, we mentioned earlier that each chakra has a different number of petals, like a flower, and that the more petals there are, the higher the vibration and the frequency. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean better. It just means a different rate of frequency. Yeah. The base of the spine chakra has four. The seat of the soul has six. The solar plexus has 10, and the heart chakra has 12 petals. Yeah, and as you would expect, the heart chakra is located in the center of the chest. And this is the most important energy center in the body. It is the hub of life, both physically and spiritually. Mm -hmm. Just as our physical heart pumps blood throughout our body, mm -hmm. God's energy passes through our heart chakra before it moves on to nourish other chakras and systems of our bodies. Yeah, and the energy of God that passes through our heart chakra takes on the imprint of whatever qualities are in our hearts. You mean, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he? <laughs> That great and simple wisdom from Proverbs reminds us to always maintain pure hearts filled with only loving intentions. You know, the great mystic, St. John of the Cross, said that achieving the goal of life, which is our ultimate union with God, uh -huh. can only be achieved through maintaining the living flame of love in the heart. Oh, exactly right. You know, moving up from the heart now, the next chakra we encounter is the throat chakra. The location is self-evident. And the associated color is blue. This chakra is our power center. Uh -huh. The sages of East and West tell us that sound and the spoken word hold the key to creation. God said, hmm. said, yep. let there be light. Through the throat chakra, we can become co-creators with God. You know, and some of the qualities associated with this chakra are power, will, faith, courage, obedience. You know, if you were to associate a musical instrument to this chakra, it would probably be brass. That's probably true. <laughs> the throat chakra has 16 petals. And the next chakra in line, the third eye chakra, has 96. The third eye chakra is associated with emerald green, is located between the eyebrows. And this is where we achieve clarity, creative insight, and the inner vision to understand and outpicture our divine plan. You know, Tom, through our third eye chakra, mm -hmm. we hold not only the highest vision for ourselves, 
but of course the highest vision for others as well. Flashes of insight, truth, and genius are all focused through this chakra. As are discernment, penetration, vision, creative imagination, and abundance. Which brings us to the top of the chakra ladder, the crown chakra. Ta-da. Though it has 972 petals, it is often referred to as the thousand-petal lotus. <laughs> Close enough. It's nice <laughs> to know that God rounds up too. Yeah. <laughs> the color associated with this chakra is yellow gold, and it is here that we receive and experience wisdom. Christian traditions often depict this chakra as the halo of the saints. Mm. Buddhas are shown with a vibrant corona, sometimes flame-like, around their heads. Well, and this shouldn't be confused with the aura, which we'll be addressing soon in an upcoming program. No, two different, though related, things. But now that we've completed our brief tour of the seven major chakras, let's hear a bit more about these amazing coordinates of being from our friend, Terry Kennedy. Let's. The Coordinates of Spirit Vitality Everybody wants it, but in today's complex and stressful world, Few of us know how to capture it and keep it. That's because real vitality is more than a matter of good sleep, vitamins, and pumping iron. Real vitality is physical, emotional, and spiritual. Vitality comes from understanding your most important natural resource, energy. It comes from knowing how to tap into your energy source. How to clear the blocks to making that connection. How to master the flow of energy so you can express your full potential. The ancient wisdom of the world's spiritual traditions has much to teach us about the science of vitalizing body, mind, and soul. Again and again, these traditions talk about seven levels of being and seven centers for the exchange of energy from the spiritual world to our world. The seven heavens of Judaism, the seven tiers of Kabbalah's tree of life, Christianity's seven sacraments, and the seven chakras of Hinduism and Buddhism, they are all ways of describing how we can tap into higher levels of spiritual awareness to accelerate the flow of energy from spirit to matter, from heaven to earth, from within to without. The network of the chakras forms a road map that can help you explore your physical, emotional, and spiritual worlds. For there is much more to you and to your vitality than meets the eye. Our energy centers operate at subtle levels, invisible to the physical eye. Yet they affect every aspect of our life, including our vitality, our creativity, and our well-being. In simple terms, you can think of the energy centers as receiving and sending stations for the energy that flows to you, through you, and out from you, moment by moment. Each center is like a step-down transformer that translates this powerful energy from spirit to a different level of our being, nourishing body, mind, and soul. Each one has a unique part to play in the process of daily living and spiritual growth. The seven major energy centers are situated at etheric levels of our being, along the spinal column, at the base of the spine, midway between the base and the navel, at the navel, the heart, the throat, the brow, and the top of the head. We have all experienced energy flowing through our seven chakras, whether we have realized it or not. The energy of the base of the spine chakra enables us to connect with the earth and nature and to stay grounded and practical as we master the day-to-day -day physical level of existence. Along with the seat of the soul chakra, it governs our sexuality. 
Through the seat of the soul chakra, we also receive our gut reactions and hunches, and we liberate our soul to fulfill her life plan. Through the solar plexus chakra, our center of peace, we express and master our emotions and desires. Our heart center inspires us with the compassion and generosity to be love in action. Through the throat center, we have access to the tremendous power of will and the spoken word to create personal and world change. Our third eye center enables us to focus, see a situation clearly, and tap into the highest truth. And through the crown chakra, we engage our intellect, receive those sudden flashes of illumination, and experience enlightenment. The chakras are points of contact with dimensions of our being beyond the physical, and yet they mesh with the physical. They are coordinates, so to speak, of spirit right within our own bodies. The idea that the spiritual world is mirrored in the material world and in our own physical body is an ancient one. As is the atom, so is the universe, say the Upanishads. Within the pulp of a millet seed, an entire universe can be found. In the pupil of the eye, an endless heaven, writes Sufi poet Mahmud Shabastari. And the famous hermetic axiom states, As is the great, so is the small. As it is above, so it is below. In other words, the pattern of spirit is indelibly imprinted within the very fabric of our being. Our body's seven energy centers are the gateways to that spiritual self. When we understand how these centers work, we can work with them to bring our body, mind, and emotions back into balance with our true nature. Now that you've heard about the seven major chakras, we'd like to shift gears and share more about the seven major light rays and the seven ascended master lords who are their chohans. Please stay with us. for a transforming world. Seventh Wave Network. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth Schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it Nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. 
visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Well, welcome back, everyone. Um, In this segment, Elizabeth Clare Prophet discusses the seven rays and their relationship with the spiritual path, as well as some of the interconnections between these rays and the chakras we've spoken of earlier. Our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. What does the flame in the heart have to do with the path of discipleship in the Aquarian age? There have been disciples of Christ and of Buddha for thousands of years, even before the coming of Christ and Buddha. There were followers of the essential flame of God. Discipleship, then, can best be studied in the lives of the great disciples of East and West. I was thinking this morning of St. John of the Cross, who wrote The Living Flame of Love. The fulfillment of his life was the discovery of this intense love of God, whereby God gives himself totally to his servant, and the servant gives himself totally to God. And in this consummation of love, there is a fusion whereby God becomes man and man becomes God. This is only possible through the threefold flame in the heart. It is only possible because God has already endowed us with sonship, by placing within us that portion of the Christ, the only begotten of the Father, Mother, God. John the Beloved, who was the closest disciple of Jesus, the true mystic of the Twelve, understood this joint heirship, and he understood that now are we the sons of God. The implication here is that we have been endowed with the same essential flame of the light, and of the word which Jesus had. And this is our moment, our hour of initiation, to draw forth that flame through Jesus, through Saint Germain, through Gautama Buddha, through Mother Mary, through all of the sons and daughters who have found the same key to unlock the potential of God. And that key is this flame within the heart. Discipleship, then, is a very important relationship because the disciple who places himself under the tutelage of a master, an ascended master, let us say, of Jesus, stands in line to receive not only the training and the teaching, but the very consciousness of God of his own master. This hierarchical relationship has been known as that of the guru and the chila in the East, and as the master and the disciple in the West. It is a path that has been outlined. It is known in every way 
Buddha had his closest disciples. Elijah had his disciple Elisha, who received his mantle when he was taken up in a chariot of fire. Elisha then went forth and smote the waters of the river Jordan with that mantle. The significance of the mantle is the momentum. It represents the attainment or the realization of God of the teacher, which at a certain point the teacher passes on to the disciple. The teacher withdraws, and the disciple then holds the key position of teacher to those who are coming after. In this manner, the traditions of the Buddha, the Christ, have been handed down to us from teacher to pupil all through the ages. What I'd like to talk about in terms of discipleship are the many paths that are open to us as we pursue the way back home. We've talked about the seven rays, and I'm wondering what the seven rays have to do with this concept of discipleship that you mentioned. Well, in order to accelerate the consciousness of God within us and to magnetize the flame of the ascension, each of us as a disciple must attain to a certain mastery on each of these seven rays. What are the seven rays? The seven rays come out of the white light of the Holy Spirit. You might say that the Holy Spirit is the full complement of all of the rays of the Christ consciousness. As we walk toward the fullness of the expression of the Holy Spirit, we are required to discipline ourselves on one of these seven rays. From the first to the seven, these rays are noted by the spectrum of color which we see in the rainbow. And so the first ray would be the ray of God's will, which has a frequency which vibrates in the spectrum of blue. Those who serve on this ray are those who are inclined to lead, to govern, to administer, to organize, and to execute. And they are very much concerned with the order and the energy of God's will. They are great devotees of the will of God. Even if they may not call it the will of God, they insist upon order and system in their lives, and they are very devoted to this order. The Chohan, which simply means Lord, the Lord of this ray, the one who is the teacher of disciples who serve on this ray, is the Ascended Master El Moria. El Moria was embodied as St. Thomas More, a great devotee of the will of God. His retreat is in Darjeeling, India, and there he receives chilas or disciples of the will of God who may journey to this retreat while their bodies sleep. As the soul takes leave of the body, in the etheric envelope and becomes a part of the cosmic schoolroom. The second ray, the ray of wisdom, vibrates in the color spectrum of yellow. It is the focus of illumination, the illumined action of God. Its Chohan or Lord is Lanto. Many servants of the wisdom of God have been the teachers of mankind through the ages. Lord Lanto serves from the retreat of the Royal Teton in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which is congruent with the Grand Teton. This is the ray of those who teach, who understand, and who know God through this illumined action of His wisdom and the wisdom of His law. These are the quiet souls, like St. Francis of Assisi, 
who, as the ascended master Kuthumi, occupy the position of Chohan of this ray until recently when Kuthumi became a world teacher. Lord Lanto's evolution was in ancient China, and there, through the wisdom schools, he drew forth the light of the heart. All of those who are seeking to know God by the mind of Christ and the mind of Buddha are followers and disciples on this ray. The third ray is the love of God, the very essence of this consummation of oneness in the Holy Spirit. Through this ray, whose spectrum and frequency is pink and rose, come the artists, those who are the creative, sensitive, and intuitive souls. These are the ones who serve mankind through love, through charity and compassion, and they find their oneness with a greater self in many creative avenues. The lord of this ray is Paul the Venetian, who was embodied as Paolo Veronese, the great Italian artist. Art, sculpture, and all forms of self-expression are disciplined by Paul as he receives disciples in his retreat, the Chateau de Liberté, which is in southern France. The fourth ray extols the purity of God and his discipline. Disciples of this ray come under the disciplines of Serapis Bay, whose retreat is the Ascension Temple at Luxor, Egypt. This white flame is the way of those who would contact the blueprint, the inner design of their handiwork, and in the honor and the integrity of the soul's oneness with the law of perfection, they pursue the discipline of the mastery of their sacred labor, the work of their hands, which is the work of the Father, Mother God, through them. These are the disciplined ones who are seeking ultimate reunion through the greatest sacrifice of the self. This is the way of those who commune in the wholeness of the consciousness of the Divine Mother through purity of body, mind, and soul. The color white, of course, embodies all of the rays, and therefore, ultimately, the disciplines of each of the seven rays bring one to this doorway, to the ascension, the soul's eternal liberation. The fifth ray is the ray of truth and the science of God. It is the ray of healing and abundance. Its Chohan, or Lord, is Hilarion, who was embodied as the Apostle Paul, and his retreat is the Temple of Truth on the etheric plane congruent with the island of Crete. On this ray, scientists, doctors, healers, mathematicians, musicians pursue a scientific mastery of the self and of the planes of spirit and matter. This they do through the quest for truth in every discipline, including the healing arts. And so, the fifth ray becomes the means whereby those who require the logic of the Logos can find their way back to the Christ consciousness, back to the God design. The sixth ray is the ray of the Master Jesus, of peace and the ministration of God. It is the way of the selfless servant. Jesus, for two thousand years, has served as the Lord of this ray, and has ministered to the evolutions whose way is the way of overcoming as he taught it. Now, as this two thousand year cycle is turning, 
Jesus serves as world teacher, and the beloved Chohan Nada has become the Lord of this ray. This, then, is the way of those who minister in the energies of peace to the evolutions of earth, as counselors and comforters in every walk of life. Their inner vow is, I am my brother's keeper, and their sole motto is, He that would be great among you, let him be the servant of all. The color frequency is the spectrum of both purple and gold, the purple and gold, the twin flames of the Christhood on this sixth ray. The seventh ray is the ray of freedom and the forgiveness of God through the alchemy of the Holy Spirit. It is the way of the priests of the order of Melchizedek. It is also the way of those who are one with the great dramatist, God himself, who has conceived of the world as a stage upon which we all play our roles. The alchemy of the seventh ray is of the Aquarian age. It is truly the way of soul freedom, and its Chohan, or Lord, is Saint Germain, who is known as the God of freedom to the earth, the master of the Aquarian cycle. Saint Germain is the scientist who sponsors invention, innovation, great genius, and the mastery of the matter plane through technology. But he teaches the law of selflessness and non-attachment so that science can never become a dead materialism but a materialization of the God flame whereby we realize in matter the fullness of the living God. Thank you very much. Up next, our weekly Q&A, and today, once again, we're joined by our friend, Sidney Bennett. While we're on break, why don't you go... All right, up next, our weekly Q&A, and today, once again, we are joined by our friend, Sid Bennett. While we're on break, why don't you go over to tsl.org forward slash 4485 and get a copy of your Seven Energy Centers. It's an awesome book. Please stay with us. online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth Schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it Nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. 
Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about the show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Joining us is Sydney Bennett. Good to have you with us again, Sydney. Yeah, good to see you, Sydney. Um, you know, like a lot of what we've been talking about these last weeks and months, you know, here's another subject, chakras, that doesn't seem to have much traction in traditional Western religious doctrine. You know, aside from the saints halos we're familiar with and perhaps the sacred hearts of Jesus and Mary, were chakras ever a significant part of Christian orthodoxy as they are, say, in the Judaic tradition? Well, I think you have to look in the Bible for places where... Um, I, think you have, excuse me, I think you have to look in the Bible where places make reference to things that may not be immediately clear to you. And if you look a little deeper, they, they are definitely there. And I think, for example, Joseph's coat of many colors. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, many colors. And I think mm-hmm. that was a symbol of Joseph's attainment and as many levels of the seven rays and the chakras that his brothers didn't have. And so they were jealous of that coat, which is an interesting mm-hmm. thing. Uh-huh. Another part of that would be, for instance, Jesus gives a teaching about the seven virgins and needing this to get the oil for their lamps. Seven well, again. The seven mm-hmm. chakras, right. oil being the light for your lamps. And so that's the message of that is mm-hmm. we must build up the light in our chakras before the hour comes, before the bridegroom comes, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have it then, it's going to be too late. And it's an admonition by Jesus to honor and guard our light and to build it up over time because we're going to need it. So there are references. You have to just look for them. Yeah, thank you. You know, uh, I think it's safe to say that chakras have captured the imagination of of many people in the New Age movement and Aquarian Age spirituality. How would you explain this desire for more knowledge of these remarkable spiritual energy centers? Well, I think people realize there's more to life than just on the surface. And the many traditions of the Eastern religions and other meditations and so forth have taught people that there's are things as light centers and chakras and so forth and so naturally people want to understand in the Aquarian age what their bodies are made up of Mm -hmm. both at a spiritual and physical level and so I think that interest is natural I think the key is to look at the whole picture not just chakras not just your physical form but be able to look at the totality of your spiritual being and your physical being not only for healing but for the expression of God through you yeah well you know from what we've heard true healing can be accomplished and accelerated through an understanding of the nature and function of our chakras. Would you agree? Well, absolutely. And um, unfortunately, Western medicine, which can be very handy at times, (laughs) doesn't have an understanding of that. And so how can you have total healing without the understanding of how the light centers and the chakras affect you and what you need to do to make them healthy? Because that, again, is reflected back on your physical form. Sure. Well, and leading right into what you just said, you know, how, how can we 
attain the cleaning and the centering and the balancing of our chakras. I mean, obviously, it, it seems to affect our outer body. It's energy. Yeah. 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 Well, first of all, you have to understand what they are, which is why mm-hmm. um, uh, the Seven Energy Centers books and others we have that explain about the chakras. So you know what they are, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, you understand what affects them and what, why are they out of balance? What, what you know, problems can, can cause chakras to be out of balance? And number three, what do you do to correct it? Now, these are important things to know because they don't happen overnight. Your chakras didn't get dirty or muddied or clogged overnight, and so <laughs> you have to practice to get them clean. I mean, the violet flame, which we talked about previously, is the marvelous way to clean your chakras. Mm-hmm. But there's also ascended masters and angels that specialize in each of the rays and hence on each of the chakras. Wow. So you can get their help in cleansing and purifying them, balancing the karma you might have there, and replacing whatever misqualified energy you have in these chakras with mm-hmm. light. Okay, so I think it's safe to say that, that chakras have truly captured the imagination of many in the New Age movement, and especially in the Aquarian age of spirituality. I mean, how would you explain this desire that people have for more knowledge of these, these great spiritual energy centers? Well, well, Russ, I think people have an understanding there's more to life than their physical forms. And they hear references to such things as chakras. It's in the Eastern tradition. It's very well known. And I think people want to know the truth for healing, for their own self-awareness, and to really gain an understanding not only of their physical self, but their spiritual self as well. Mm-hmm. You know, can you um, expand a bit on why there's such a wide discrepancy in the uses of color to represent chakras? Well, I think one of the reasons for that is if you pick up, go to a bookstore and find books on chakras, you'll see many different colors representing individual chakras. And I think one of the reasons for that is when people that have the ability to see these, uh, clairvoyant or so forth, will see the colors that people are manifesting in their chakras, which may be clouded or muddied and not mm-hmm. the truest and highest vibratory color that we know the chakras are intended to be. So we have, given the te- we have been given the teaching set of masters that tell us the proper color and the proper vibration. So we want to focus on those and not our own chakras necessarily or someone else's that may be muddied or somewhat dirtied. Okay, you know, I don't know we have a whole lot of time left in this segment, but one question I'd like to ask you now, we can pick it up later if we don't have time, is when we experience that imbalance in ourselves, what can we do? to rebalance, to cleanse, to clean the, the chakras? Well, there are techniques. There are spiritual techniques. Obviously, you want to keep your body physically healthy, do exercise and so forth. But there are spiritual techniques for the clearing of the chakras. The use of the violet flame is a wonderful way to clear away debris or things that have muddied or clouded it. And then you can also get help from many of the ascended masters, angels that specialize on those chakras and help to do what you need to do to clean them up. Okay. So, you know, when we talk about the chakras, is there a way that we can... Now, we've talked about how to heal them. Right. And we've talked about the, you know, the, the, the chakras themselves. Is there a way that we can positively develop them? In other words, how do we send them off to college? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, you know, we need to take accountability for mm-hmm. our chakras and the light that goes out from them and, the, and what we take in with them. Let's take the heart chakra, which I think is something everybody can understand, the quality of love. How do you develop the quality of love? You know, I was a banker for many years, and there's a rumor going around that bankers have hard hearts. Oh, well, you no. Know, <laughs> say it isn't so. <laughs> there's actually a, a spiritual manifestation that there can be a calcification around your heart when you are, are not kind to people, when you have no compassion for them, when you're hard, abusive, angry. There's actually a debris that goes over them. Conversely, when you have love in your hearts, it, it, the light can flow freely and go forth. It cleanses and purifies your chakras. But you know what? That light can go out and bless other people. You can meditate on sending light out through your heart chakra mm. and sending it to people in need. That's one way to develop a chakra. That's no, wonderful. That's an investment. Uh, Absolutely. You know, um, just because our chakras, at least as we depict them, are inside of us, 
they can still be affected by outside influences. And I'm, I'm sure there are ways in which we should understand how chakras can be affected by different circumstances and issues and energies in our world. Well, absolutely. You know, the light that you have in your chakras that you garner and work to have there, it has to be guarded because you can lose that light. You can lose your own light through anger, through irritation. You know, when you, when you yell at somebody and say, oh, I feel better after being angry, what <laughs> happens is you send out all this energy, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not around you anymore. Conversely, when you're around that negative energy, it can affect you. When, I think we've all experienced when someone is yelling at you, it almost, you almost feel a physical pain. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that is the pain of your chakras that you can feel. You know how you want to cover up your stomach when somebody's yelling? It's a solar mm-hmm. plexus chakra. Mm-hmm. And I, I, another example of this is that, for instance, if you go rock music, dissonant, the dissonant beat will mm-hmm. draw out and drain you of light in your chakras, whereas a high, for instance, a waltz or high vibratory music will actually mm-hmm. add to it and raise it up. Yeah. But, for instance, if you go to a rock concert and you see people jumping all around, they're feeling all this energy and so forth, well, what is happening is the dissonant beat of the music draws the light out of their chakras. So they feel something of the light going through their chakras, but, but it's, it's not going to creativity or helping other people. It's being taken by the forces that have no source to light. That's one way they get it, is by stealing the light of the chakras of the people of God. So you have to guard the light of your chakras as well as developing it. It's a twofold path. Um, okay, i just curious about something here that when we are in a force field, how do we protect ourselves? Like, for example, if we are in a store or someplace, we're exposed to That's rock a good music. example. Yeah. Well, <laughs> how, how, how do we protect ourselves besides yeah, running out? you've ever been in a shopping center, you kind of feel like your energy draining out. It's just being going because it's, it's not protected. Well, we have a technique that's called the tube of light where we invoke literally a force field yeah. of light around us that protects us from negative light coming in, negative, excuse me, negative energy coming in, and protects our light from being taken uh, unlawfully by others. Well, I, we could talk about this all day long, I think. <laughs> but one of the things we had said early on is that we are going to also talk a bit about the seven rays uh, as opposed, um, not antithetical to the seven chakras, but the seven rays, and how these seven rays emanate from the same white fire core. In this case, not talking about the base of the spine chakra necessarily, but the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of the seven rays, how would you orient us to what they actually are? No, just in terms of uh, what they represent. You know, this is what the rainbow rays. Uh, sure, sure. Well, <clears throat> we are part of our spiritual growth or development is to develop mastery on the various rays of God. Mm-hmm. And for example, the first ray, as Mrs. Prophet talked about, is the blue ray, the ray of power government, leadership, organization, and so forth. So you, that may be the primary ray you live on. Um, and so that's what you're really good at. But you also have to develop the other rays as well to be a balanced person, to have what we call a balanced threefold flame in your heart, the one of love, the one of wisdom, of service, and so forth. So you do work on all the, the seven rays, um, even though you may have one that might be your primary one. And I think someone, example, someone that might be, have been a doctor or a healer for many embodiments will have great attainment on the fifth ray, which is the mm-hmm. ray of healing and science and light. Um, and that may be their major. Mm-hmm. But they may come in embodiment and need to develop the other rays, again, to get that balanced, uh, uh, total balance in their being. And on each one of these rays, as Mrs. Prophet talked about, there's a chohan or a lord that helps to oversee that ray that can be our teacher mm-hmm. and help us to gain that mastery. So there's a lot to do, but there's a lot of help 
as well. Yeah. Well, as you just mentioned, the, the Chillons of the Rays and their etheric retreats. And what can you tell us about these? Because I, I, I think a lot of us understand that, that each one of these rays is very important and that there's actually a, a Chohan or a, a Ascended Master who watches over that ray. Absolutely. There's, there's something that's called the universities of the spirit. And many people have dreams. You know, I dreamt I was in a college classroom last night. I dreamt I was in this beautiful yeah. temple and so on and so forth. There are etheric retreats um, near the earth at, the, at a higher vibratory level we can't physically see. But our souls can travel there at night as we sleep. And as we do that, we can go to what's called the universe of the spirits. And you mm-hmm. rotate. You go, for instance, for a while, you go to the retreat of El Moria, the Chohan of the First Ray, receive his instruction and teaching, and then you may go to the retreat of Lord Lanto on the Second Ray and so forth. And there's actually a, a, a schedule, so to speak, <laughs> that you go on to these. And so people have these memories, at, sometimes at conscious, sometimes at subconscious levels. But this is how we can learn while we sleep. It's, it's an amazing concept. All we have to do is ask for it. And, um, and God can make this available to us. Do they award degrees? <laughs> yeah. Well, third degree is the one I heard of. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you can actually, uh, for those of you who would like to see the layout of the universities of the Spirit and also the a great explanation of the Lords of the Seven Rays, each mm-hmm. and every one, is you can go to tsl.org forward slash 2079. 2079? Yeah, 2079, which is the Lords of the Seven Rays book. It's an excellent book, and it has literally explanations of everything we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really good as an introductory book because it gives you the definitions, the understanding of each ray, the God qualities, and also the individual that oversees them, what they're about, what their life experience has been, and so forth, and why they are qualified to teach us. Yeah. So who are we likely to encounter in these retreats besides the masters? <laughs> well, you might see your neighbors. You might see your friends. <laughs> but, so. but it's people that have achieved a certain level of spiritual momentum, if you will, or attainment that, that can make it there to the etheric retreats, mm-hmm. can be carried up there, and um, people from everywhere, obviously every religion, every church, every nation. Aside from our karmic ties, this may be one of those places where we go, you know, I know you from somewhere. Exactly. I, think, I, think exactly. I saw you in school. <laughs> I saw you at a retreat. It could yeah. mean so many different things. <laughs> it could be in the mountains. It could be anywhere. Okay. Well, that's really all we have time for this week. And we want to thank Sydney once again for these stellar contributions to the conversation. Please join us again next week when we'll focus on the keys to victory. Learn how to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and ascend to the heart of God. Yeah. And until then, remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out of, out of this, this world. world. Thanks Thank you all. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.